In this episode, we're going to be delving into the pregnancy files. Jingies. That's a while ago. Jingies. What's jingies? <laughs> buy jingies. Oh, buy jingies. I know. Like, when you think about it, so Memph is almost one. He is. What are we now? So, yeah, he's just shy of 11 months. A couple of days off 11 months. how many of these episodes we start with you doing that. Oh, I reckon we're... I'll just have a quick look at me watch. <laughs> Oh, I reckon we could go back and listen to you every that single time. Every but single as week. a parent, yeah. for all the parents out there, I'm sure you all feel the same that you're like, Jesus, yeah. there's time gone by. Yeah, and I remember everyone saying to me, oh, it's going to fly, it's going to fly. And I'm like, fuck off with your flying. But then now I realise I'm like, oh, it's flying, it's flying. And then what do they say? The days are, are long, but the years are short. Yeah, I mean, that, that's funny because that came up today when I was at my parents' house and my sister's like, it feels like Memp's been around for a long time. Not his soul, but just him. And I said, yeah, as much as it's flown by, mm. it does feel like he's, it, it's, it's been a long 11 months. <laughs> he's <you know>? lagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we have, I, um, I recently went on Australian birth stories and spoke about our birth story and how I had a, a C-section and gestational diabetes. And I had a few people messaging me asking me to talk about the pregnancy journey because that's something when we did this podcast we started off with an intro on us and then our first story was our birth story we went straight into it and you know being able to tell my story on birth stories actually was pretty fucking cool because I know I had a different perspective of things I had more clarity I had different aha moments and it was just nicer to tell it with like you know I wasn't fucking sleep deprived and it wasn't like straight after the birth and like putting together a podcast and everything. I could, I've processed yeah, it differently. Yeah. But, yeah, I had a few messages saying if we'd talk about pregnancy. And I was like, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, well, when you said suggested, I was like, geez, it just feels like such a lifetime ago. Mm. But at the same time, such a vital piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, if you are just joining, uh, this is a podcast called First Time Parents. And like we said, we started it just before our son was born. So it's been going for almost a year. And our um, commitment to the podcast was to support you as new parents and for us to be supported as first time parents documenting all shitty and glorious moments because we couldn't find um, other podcasts out there that really were as raw, as honest, um, unedited, unfiltered (laughs) as we are. This is us, yeah. Yeah, so this is us, Griffo. Yep, and Heidi. (laughs) I don't know why I introduced (laughs) us separately. Um, It is Sunday night, uh, so it is a bit late. So excuse us if we do have any, uh, I don't know, tangents or whatever. Oh, and, you know, like baby brain is. You could just say that you've got baby brain. I reckon if we go back through every episode, (laughs) it'll be baby brain this, baby brain that. Uh, Maybe, Maybe you're just not that sharp. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Well, you got that right, so you <laughs> well, can't be too bad. <laughs> um, well, so for us, it's an interesting story because we both didn't know if we really ever wanted to have children. That's the honest truth. <clears throat> we knew we said when we got together that, like, we'd thought about it, but both of us were super independent and career-focused. Yeah, I think for me it was always one of those things, and I don't know if it was society that sort of, led me believe that, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have kids one day. And I think deep down it was something that I always felt that, yes, I would like to have a kid or kids. But 
it was never something that was, you know, a high priority. It was one of those things I'll get to it one day. Mm. And, I mean, when we first got together, what, we were about 27, 28? Well, so I'm 36 and we've been together seven years. Yeah. So, so, so since I was 29, you were 27, like yeah. Um, well, you are a baby, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> cradle <said> snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think that um, back then, obviously, like you said, we're very career orientated in that, but now... Well, a couple of years ago, I think we were starting to develop as uh, individuals and as a couple. And then eventually, yeah, I think, like they say, you're never 100% like committed, mm. but you're at your, I think we're probably at our best of saying, right, let's go forward and having a kid. Well, I know for me, my biggest fear, and that definitely came up when we fell pregnant, was I was always, you know, and it's true, like you're living under a rock if you think that you know, and I think everyone will sit here and say, oh, yeah, fuck. It's like if you don't get divorced and think about divorce in the first year of having a baby, are you even like in a couple? Human. <laughs> but, you know, I've had so many people have failed relationships because of, um, you know, and divorced and that kind of stuff because of children. And I'm not saying that the children were the problem. I'm just saying that, you know, they couldn't sort their issues out because and things it kind of were triggered by... puts a hell of a lot of by, pressure on the relationship. Yeah, and so I was always really scared because I felt like we always had a really um, strong foundation. So I knew that. But I also just really loved our time. And that I'm, was a big fear of yours. Yeah, yeah. like we travelled and like, was, you know, we were, were like, and yes, I was selfish with my job and my life and but everything. But you're allowed but, to be as yeah. well. That's why I don't feel it's a bad thing. No, no. And it's, I, it's bad when you're being selfish when there's other people involved. Yeah. But for that, it was you and me. Yeah. And, and it I, was perfect. And we that, did what we wanted. And like, we weren't saying we were perfect. Fuck, we had our issues. Like, you Come know. Come on, mate, I was. <laughs> You've heard them on this podcast. Um, and hearing that, what I deal with. But I was really scared hey, of I that. I cooked you dinner tonight. <laughs> Thank you. It was really <laughs> yummy. Um, so that was one thing that I was really scared of was losing my identity. Now, the crazy thing about this whole thing was everything that I feared I've become. Yep. We're just another stat in society. <laughs> no. Yes, we I was, are. I was worried about my identity and, you know, I was attached to the radio show and this and that, and now I couldn't be further from that person, you know. Like I've gone out on my own and um, I'm not attached to a radio show. I don't identify with that anymore. I was so worried that I would become not a mum blogger, but look, we ended up doing a podcast about being parents. A lot of my content online is about being a mum. Um, you know, I, I love talking about Memphis. I became that mum. <laughs> um, and our relationship is 100% different. Definitely. Yeah, it is weird because obviously I think we, everyone does generally fear you know, oh shit, we're going to go down that path. Uh, not saying it's bad, but it it does. You, you do change as a, as a person. You do change in a relationship, and I guess it sort of naturally has formed from what it used mm. to be to what it is now. It hasn't been like, oh my god, and then you just hate life. You slowly change, and then you mold into it, and you become this new person yeah. in a new relationship or a different relationship. Yeah. Um, by all means, there's moments that you go, oh. I do miss that old life, but I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's a distant memory, that old yeah. person. And it's, you know, I, I get it. I guess at times we probably both feel a bit sad because you do miss that because it was a wicked time. But that's not to say we don't appreciate and enjoy what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, just things are different. Unfortunately, now I think the biggest downfall is just 
life is so much busy. I used to think I was busy. Yeah. Now I'm like, I just got no time. (laughs) And when you do have time, you usually find it's occupied with something crap. You know what I mean? Like something that's not really fulfilling maybe what you used to do. Um, You know, I, I don't know, but it's just, yeah, definitely nowadays your time is so little. And if you do have any spare time, you you might just sit on the couch and then you go, like, well, I didn't really do anything. And you're just, I don't know, catching up on rest or something. But <laughs> you don't get time to yourself anymore. No. Those days and, are gone. You know, it was that was what I really feared. And so... You know, when I when we found out we we're pregnant, we'll tell you how like that all happened in a minute. But I know even your mum said to me the other day, she was like, "Oh, I was so worried about you when you were first pregnant because I didn't even let people talk about it or congratulate me or anything because I was fully processing our life that was about to change. And I think for me, I had a lot of hormones, a lot of anxieties, and you know, I was so worried about who I was going to be and what I was going to do and this and that and rah, 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 that I couldn't really feel comfortable. And also I had that worry of like, are we going to keep it? Like not, you know, like will the baby survive? Like, you know, you have to have the eight week scan, the 12 week scan, the 20 week scan. And I would always get really, really fucking anxious just before that, that I didn't, you know, I, 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 cause I was definitely keen to have it. Um, that was definitely a huge fear of yours. And I, you know, you and I spoke openly, um, which is fine, but whenever anyone else would say, Oh, congratulations, you must be happy. You couldn't celebrate it or you couldn't be appreciative of their comment because you were too busy being anxious and being concerned of, is the baby going to be healthy? Is the baby going to survive? And they're all real things and they're real fears. Mm. So it's understandable. But at the same time, I do wish you could have enjoyed it a bit more. But once again, your hormones are going a bit AWOL and they're actually valid reasons to feel angst and to Mm. feel scared and nervous. And then on top of that, you got your identity. Yeah. You know, that, that 100% is going to change. Not saying it's going to be bad, but you are going to change as a person. I don't think you could physically be the same person mm. as you were before. Maybe some people are, but, you, you know, you do have a part of you that changes. And it wasn't that I wasn't grateful, like, because I know a lot of people can't fall pregnant. And that was something that I kept feeling like I had to reiterate because I've got friends that couldn't have children. I've helped my friend, you know, find an egg donor and everything through the radio show. So I've seen it firsthand, like her battle with having kids. And, you know, and if that's you, I fucking just can't even imagine, you know, And, and it really breaks my heart. So it wasn't that I was ungrateful. I just really struggled to celebrate what was happening and and I definitely was processing. It was a process. It was a fucking process. And, you know, some people, they just desperately want that. And so, you know, it's like, bang, excited straight away. No, that wasn't me. Yeah. And do you want to tell everyone, like, how we kind of, um, what, like our pregnancy journey? I'll, I'll, I'll try and do the uh, quick version because otherwise <laughs> I'll be like, here for a while. Yeah. So we're on our honeymoon. Um Actually, should I say the step before Yeah, that, like exactly. Yeah, all right. Come on, mate. So the program. Literally a week before we went on our honeymoon, um, you'd seen your specialist at the time um, just to see how things are going and if, uh, you know, your hormones and eggs and all that sort of jargon's all in good order. And then it was, I think, a couple of days before we were going on our honeymoon, you'd shot over east see your family and you had called me you know you were really upset saying that you've just got the results back from the doctor the doctor said look uh it's going to be a miracle um you're going to need some help like definitely going to need some help and when you told me that i just felt like anger because i know 
how your brain works and I'd say a few females work like that. And, and males? <laughs> it could be males, but I know that, you know, you do get in your head and when you get in your head, nothing's getting past that barrier. So I was thinking, well, as a female doctor to tell you this, you know, that you can't run before you've even put your shoes on, is just like, well, no shit, they're not going to have a chance because you've shot them down. If we'd been trying for six months or something like that, the way I see it is, fair enough to make that comment and say, look, yep, there's something not right here, you're going to need help. But we hadn't even tried. So anyway, Griffo got his Superman cape on. <laughs> and uh, the, the day before we flew out, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And <laughs> lo and behold, three, three, months later, uh, three weeks later on the honeymoon, you were acting up something chronic. <laughs> Out of the norm of Heidi, like, weirdness. And um, I know you said, oh, like, oh, it's a few days until I have my period. And then I was like, two days. Then I was like, one day. And anyway, I think we were, we were, we're in, in Bahamas. No, we're, we never went to the Bahamas. Um, Ding that. We went to Barbados. Barbados. <laughs> and you were like, uh, I need some, like, Sudafed or something like that. My nose is blocked. Pseudoephedrine. Yeah. Was it? Sudafed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to get the nose running because <laughs> it was blocked up or something. So... Uh. We went to a chemist and the chemist was like, oh, are you pregnant? Which was pretty random. I don't know why she said that. No, I asked her. I said, what if I take these? What if I'm pregnant? Oh, is that what well, it was? Yeah. And then, And then uh, she was like, oh, do you want a pregnancy test? And I said, no. I just shut it down because <laughs> I didn't want to know because we only had a couple of days left yeah. on our honeymoon and I wanted to, you know, enjoy it and not have a, a worry. So we didn't get the test. But then that night you said you had a poor sleep. The next day you said, I need to get a test. So we went out, got a test. We got three tests, actually. Went back to the hotel, tried the, done the test, and then we just laughed at each other because it was positive. <laughs> we just literally laughed and you're like, oh, I'll try another one. I'm like, nah, if it's positive, it's positive. And it was literally like we couldn't stop laughing. And then I think we cried, did we? Like we held it. Like I think we, we laughed, cried. <laughs> yeah, tears of joy. But it was just... It was, it was such. A, it, was, it was quite a natural feeling, but at the same time, I think we we're in shock. But at the same time, we're happy, and mm. you know, I think it was just such a, a huge emotional. Well, it was feeling. weird. Like we went away, so literally we had sex the night before we went on our honeymoon. So Memphis was making his way, literally as we were flying over to the states to then go to the Caribbean, and so. I'd like my anxiety and everything was just next level and I was having massive mood swings and I couldn't control it. It wasn't all the time, but it was like there would just come like, like you know, I think it was when we were on the cruise, I was pretty much going to throw you overboard, you were going to throw me overboard, we we're going. To, I was going to throw everyone on the fucking boat overboard. Yeah. And it was like, just like I couldn't control it. You, you do get anxious when you are drinking a little bit more, you're not in your normal yeah. routine, you're not exercising and obviously on holiday that's generally what you're doing. So I was expecting... A little bit of that, I guess, and I was like, it just seems to be had more edge to it. Mm. And I remember we literally just got on the cruise, about to take off from Miami to go to uh, the Caribbean, and you just couldn't shake it. And I'm like, oh, I was absolutely hating it because I was <laughs> like, I'm like, look, we're about to dock, uh, take off here, and I'm like, if you want to get off, get off now because we're going to be at sea for the next two days. <laughs> And then we were like, oh, we'll go to the gym. We went to the gym on the on the cruise and it was absolutely chockers. Oh, we'll go and get a drink. And it was busy and it was like, oh, I just shoot me down. Like this is like the worst. Um, but you somehow shook it off and then we found our way through the cruise. And yeah. It actually, it, it was good. But um, 
it was just it all sort of made sense and i think maybe if someone said look by the way you're pregnant so forget all your anxiety it's nothing Mm. i don't know if that would make it any better or not no (laughs) and i think like part of like the reason why i was a bit upset about my pregnancy as well is like our honeymoon was cut short for me you know what i mean like i had all these plans and like i know i know because i've done the work like that alcohol doesn't isn't always fun do you know what I mean like you don't have to need alcohol to have fun but in my head I had like you know that I'd finish the holidays like with a bang and like cocktails in Barbados and boom 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 you know like party of my life oh no and I'm saying like I had and obviously I didn't know I was pregnant I had gave it a good nudge like and then it was literally like we found out we're really early but so after that it was like literally for me it kind of felt like you know, and I got really primally in my pregnancy journey. Like I went into real primal mama mode. Yeah. And I definitely like I became really, really like strict on things that I wanted and like knew, like didn't I? I was very much like I won't fucking deal with this. I'll have this. I'll, you know, like there was things that I became really like and, you know, my psychologist was like, yeah, that she goes, that's your primal mum instinct. Just She's like protecting. Yeah. Prote- protecting. Um, and I still remember, like, announcing it on the radio show. That was probably, that was an awesome moment because I think by then I was really excited. I felt genuine about the excitement, the 16-week scan, you know, 12-week scan or whatever, but I didn't announce till just, I think, 14 and a half weeks. And it was, um, I felt good about it by then but yeah you know for me and like i mean we'll definitely have to do another podcast episode on this because i think we'll have to talk about um like sickness and all that kind oh, of it's stuff a, it's a huge There's, topic yeah because yeah, so i was like no nah, we can do it in like half an hour but now i'm talking i'm like whoa fuck there's so many layers and we'll so, do part, part two yeah, next week yeah we'll but s- it's it, it is it, it, there's a lot to deal with and it was sort of it's such an emotional ride for, for both of us, obviously, you were physically feeling it, mm. but then off the back of that, I, I think I've said it before, that because you didn't come across that you enjoyed a lot of it, I sort of felt that I didn't enjoy it as well. And that's not to say I blame you for it being shit, but, you know, you, you can't help but feel sorry for your partner when they're feeling crook or they're feeling emotional or their hormones are a bit crazy. Mm. So I'm not going to sit there having a you know whale of a time whilst you're sitting there Hating on life, going, yeah. I, you know, I feel vomity or, you know, well, nauseous. I, I did. I had like the hangover feeling 24 mm. 7. And so I literally, and it probably, I think, came on at maybe we were in Barbados. I think it came on like maybe a week or two after I got home. I think yeah. I started to feel sick. Um, and I, and I just couldn't shake it. And only carbs made me feel better. And that went on till about 16 and a half weeks. I also was thinking about when everyone, you know, when I was going through the whole identity thing and people were congratulating me and stuff, the person that I am as well, like I'm a terrible liar. So I, you know, and they say, don't tell everyone until 12 weeks. Like I really just wanted to tell people in not that like for them to get excited, but just so that people could understand me. So I yeah. really struggled with the, you know, when I'd see somebody like, how to, are to you? Lie. And I'm like, I fucking feel like shit. Like in my head, I'm like, I fucking feel like death and I've got a baby growing inside me. How are you? But like, yeah. so I would, you know, and especially doing the radio show, the guys that I worked with didn't know and only a couple of people on the team. So it was full hush puppies because I wanted to surprise 
yeah. Perth and I wanted to surprise, you know, the boys. Like I was so excited. It was like, you know, a moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the cool moments of radio, like you can do stuff like that. That was my like, you know, big announcement to the world. But I would struggle to like when people would, um, you know, I'd struggle because I'm like, fuck, I've got a lie here. Yeah. And it is hard, like you say, you do wear your heart in your sleeve. You are very open and to hold back. I'm a bit like that as well. I don't like to. Yeah. Not, I just like, like to like say to, how, you, just, you just say it, yeah. be real. Yeah. Like, because so many of us lie about, like, you know, and fake our lives like that. I just. I mean, it's a genuine thing not to tell people. Yes. Yes. But you just don't feel authentic. Mm. And like you say, you want to, you want to share the experience. You want to be able to talk it through with family, friends. Or family we could, but... Well, I'm also of the opinion, though, and, like, you know, that sometimes maybe, like, why do we wait? And I know it's to be safe, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when people go through miscarriages and stuff, and, you know, this is something that we'll definitely cover later on down the track, we'll get some people on with loss and that. Because for me, I'm like, wouldn't you want support? And like I said, I can't speak from that because I haven't had that Mm -hmm. experience. So if you have and you have gone through that, we'd love you to tell us in the Facebook group. Like, please let us know because... For me, I'm like, wouldn't, don't you need, like, I feel like I would need support. So I would need to be honest about it. And I would probably, look, I said, I've never been in that position. So I'm just thinking what I think I would do here. I don't know if that's what I would act. I think think because you are the other end of the spectrum sort of thing with regards to being so open, Mm. you get people go the other way. And I think you're probably better off going the other way and saying, right, let's hold off for three months or whatever it is, 12 weeks until you generally say something because... It's probably better to hold back and not say something because you can always say something later rather than to say something, you know, a week later after you find yeah. out and go, I can't, I'm pregnant. Oh, look, you know I get I mean? it. I so, totally, I totally that, that, get both sides. It's probably just the, um, I don't think it's the right terminology, like a courtesy buffer having three, three months. And that's just, a, you know, for the people that are, you know, finding out when they're, if they're mm. pregnant and then also making sure that the baby's going good yeah it's, well yeah it's that, that duration yeah um but absolutely i see what you mean because generally yeah i think people do like to talk to one another and get that comfort and well support i think it's more just another. the support really like do you know what i mean like because um you know but most people will... speak to their like best mate mm-hmm. or, yeah. and or family right so it's not like it's complete secret squirrel mm. it's some people it's full secret squirrel well, yeah, I guess if you're going into well, like... Well, tell us. Let in, us know because like we would like some, to cover some this. Some people's religion and stuff yeah. like that because that might be really uh, against. Yeah. I mean, for us it was fine. I mean, I'm just trying to think who we... I remember we spoke to your parents. I can't remember how well, we so did So we rang... You told me to ring Mel in when we are in Barbados because I was having a full meltdown. And Crombie, she knew... Yeah, so Crombie, one of our other mates. But I remember you told me to ring Mel in Barbados and you're like, get excited with your best friend. And then I ended, remember I told my mum and she was minding our house and then we told her she couldn't tell dad <laughs> that we wanted oh, to tell him. So right. she kept it from my dad. Yeah. And then she kept messaging me, when are you going to tell your dad? When are you going to tell your dad? I can't hide it any longer. Because, <laughs> you know, that was their first grandchild. But it wasn't that I wanted them her to hold it from him, but I wanted to tell him. But, again, I was going through that phase of I don't know if I can tell people Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a crazy... It feels like it's such a long time. Well, it's nearly two years ago. It's, you know, a good year and a half ago. <sighs> a good year and a half ago. Yeah. Well, I know for me the best thing that I ate was carbs and then I got yeah. gestational diabetes, um, which is 
definitely something we are going to talk about. We've got a midwife coming on in the next couple of weeks. So we'll do part two of pregnancy next week. And um, we'll delve into some of the awesome moments of like when I actually felt like a goddess because there were some times that I felt like I was, you know, I had all these body image issues come up the first few months when I was sick and, you know, I was eating all like carbs and everything and I was struggling. And then I had this like beautiful like goddess moment where I was like I've literally and I've literally changed my mindset because of it. And then the last few weeks were fucked again because, you know, insomnia, pregnancy insomnia, un- being uncomfortable, trying to sleep, um, you know, getting prepared for a baby, like you're scared shitless. Um, so, yeah, I reckon we definitely delve into that next week. And then maybe the week after we can talk about gestational diabetes. Yeah, let's just like lay out the whole year of what we're going to do, babe. <laughs> Oh, I've just brought out my to-do list, haven't I? That's it. That's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is there anything else in this episode that we need to cover more with the pregnancy? Well, send us a message. If there's anything else in the pregnancy stage that you do want us to cover, send us a message because we'll definitely delve into it in part two. I think, you know, it's it's tough for both parties. Obviously, the female is the one that's so hard for you guys. Well, you would know because you haven't lived a day in my shoes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to live a day in your shoes, you're crazy. But no, honestly, it, it is hard for both. Um, obviously, Physically, it's real hard for you. Well, probably more mentally. Because <laughs> you, you went crazy a few times and I'm like, holy dooly, how am I going to get through this? You know, because we're going to be there in support. And I'm not saying it's all about me, but it is bloody hard for both of us. So... Yeah, look, I I'm get it. Saying, I totally, I, no, I, I, I appreciate that. So I totally, just be serious for a moment, <laughs> all right? Sorry, but I appreciate that. I'm, I'm just that. there championing, you know, the the couple because it is a big thing for both, you You're know. You're speaking for you, for you guys on your side. Well, yeah, both. I mean, it's definitely not saying take, it's not trying to take away what the woman has to do, but just for both parties, it's a massive ordeal and it is hard. So hang in there and support each other. Do the best you can. Mm. Try and be as nice to each other as you can because let's face it, when we're tired and grumpy and hormonal and irritable, we're all assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Griffo gets his period once a month. Right, eh? (laughs) But, you know, like it is hard for the guys. Like they can't drink, they can't eat cheese, soft cheese, you know. (laughs) We have to their up body, our game Their body doesn't change. Yeah, no, we put on kilos. We've got <laughs> yeah, to, you do the pregnancy pet. We've got to start at home and drink and eat with you whilst you're eating as well. No, look, you were awesome and you are amazing support. And it was, it was, like I said, it was now I look back and I think how much I loved my pregnant belly and I miss it. Yeah, I think you did enjoy it. Towards the end, like, you know. Yeah, like I actually like, missed. I, I think I just looked fat and I'm like, no. Well, no, that it. was, so remember I had all of my body image issues came up at the start and I literally just felt like I, you know, like I said, all of my body image issues came back. Yeah. And that was part of, I think, with the whole identity thing that was, you know, if all the changes, my body, like, it, you know, I, I couldn't go to the gym like I used to, like I was tired, I was felt hungover, like so a lot of things were playing with me the first few were months. And I did get a secretly drinking? <laughs> no. And I did get a lot of anxieties. Um but then yeah, by the end, like I literally loved my belly. I had a maternity nude shoot and everything. What a weirdo. Nah, it's oh pretty my God. pretty cute. I've actually got it right next to my bed. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll chuck some photos up with it. Mm, um, sexy. <laughs> Why, thank you. But, yeah, that's all stuff and, like, that's all massive moments that I had and I absolutely loved What's wrong with that thing? Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We said that that might happen when we record it when we're tired. Well, um, as you know, for the next 10 weeks, what we're doing, because Heidi <laughs> like to roll out her notes. Okay, so we've got to remember that. Part two next week is pregnancy part two. So if you, have any, if you have any questions, please send us. Um, I am at underscore Heidi Anderson on Insta or please join the group. It's an amazing, supportive, awesome group, the first-time parents group. People, you know, chuck up first-time questions all the time and it's an awesome, awesome support. And if you are loving the podcast, we'd love you to review it on iTunes. Um, Five stars would be nice. And, yeah. All right. We'll see you next (laughs) week for... Part, episode two. Part two. Part two. Well, it's not episode two. Episode two oh was our pregnancy God. journey Get back at the start. But anyway, <laughs> oh, we hope have you a have a good one. Yeah, we hope you have a great day whenever you're yeah, listening mate, to yeah. this. Yeah, right, eh, Bucko? <laughs> Lots of love. Hey, Bye.